Today's first email comes from Yosef Mack from Passaic, and he says, I watch this year, my father watches this year, and my sister's father-in-law, Mr. Abraham, from Melbourne, Australia, also watches this year and sometimes joins the Zoom share. So thank you, Yosef Mack. Second email is from Harry Shalom from Los Angeles, our Yosef Shalom, again, and he says that since the last Siyum, I'm Sefer Shabbos, he made six different connections with six different people in the Shir, and he can't wait to join us in person in Eretz Yisrael, our Yosef Shalom, Los Angeles. So Erev and Aflam Vav discusses the Shita of Rabbi Yaisi in our Mishnah, who's Mekel when it comes to an Erev. You have an Erev that has a Suffolk. You don't know if the Truma that you used for the Erev became Tameh. We're going to discuss soon when, how. He says it's a good Erev. You don't know when it burnt. It's a good Erev, you Mekel. Yet the same Rabbi Yaisi is Machmer when it comes to a Tvila de Rabbanan even. In other words, Rabbanan said this person is Mechoyev to go to the Mikvah, and he's not sure if it was a good tefillah, he's not sure if he had 40 saw. He says, you have to be machmer, you have to be toivel again. What's the difference between an Eruv and a mikvah? The Gemara gives us three explanations. Rav Huna says, that when it comes to a mikvah, the idea of tumah is in the Torah. Yes, this tumah is the Rabbanon, but people might get confused between the Rabbanon and the Rai, so therefore you have to be machmer when it comes to tefillah. Yet when it comes to tchum, the idea was invented by Chachamim. And it's not similar to any other melacha, the Eraisa of Shabbos. Therefore, you can be mekel in an Eruv. Rabbi Yaisi could be, says the Gemara, another pshat, was quoting his Rabbeim, his Rabbi, but he himself is Machmer. He says his Rabbi is mekel, as it says in the first of the Mishnah, There's a testimony from the five skenim, but he himself doesn't hold of it. Rav says that we use the concept of Chazaka, what you had before. A person who's Tomei, so he has a Chazaka, he's Tomei. He thinks he might have gone to the mikvah, maybe it was a good mikvah, maybe not. So he remains in the chazaka they had beforehand. When it comes to an Eruv, we have, in addition to the chazaka that there's no Eruv, but there's also a chazaka that the food that you used, the truma, was tar. And since the Eruv is the Rabbanon, we go to Kula, we use that chazaka that the food was tar. Rabbi Yaisi, who says that a Suffolk Eruv is kosher, what's the situation? He made an Eruv with Truma that was tar. And then later on, we know that it became Tameh. He found the Sheretz on the Truma. You don't know when it happened. But at one given time, this was good food. It was kosher food. It had a Shasa kosher, so it's a good Eruv. The same thing if you have fruit, and you took a Meiser from it, and later on, developed a Safek. Later on, non-Mu'usr fruit, Tevel, fell into the pile of the fixed Mu'usr fruit. So at one point it was good, later on developed a suffix. Yet if you have fruit that you're not sure whether or not you took miser from, that's a completely possible error. It's not a good error. The Gemara says a very interesting Shailah. What happens if you have two loaves of bread in front of you? One of them is tummy, one of them is tar. You certainly cannot make an Eruv out of the tummy loaf of bread. And he says, I want you to use the tahar bread for my Eruv. But he doesn't know how to differentiate between the two. On the one hand, you could say that you have food that's edible here. He just is missing the knowledge. The halacha is, according to everybody, this is not a good Eruv. Why? Because when it comes to an Eruv, you must be able to eat it before Shabbos comes. And he's not able to eat that su'uda. And therefore, even though it's just, he's missing some knowledge and there's nothing wrong with the bread, nevertheless, it's not an Eruv. Rav Nachman told Rav a very interesting language. He says, listen, if you want to know Pshat, you have to pay me 
a whole core of salt. But he told him the pshat nevertheless, and he said like this, you can make a distinction. There's halacha, you always go by chazaka mi'ikara. In other words, whatever the status was before, that status continues until you know otherwise. So, we have two cases that are similar, but the outcome is very different. If a person says, this loaf of bread, bread which is chulin right now, I could eat it right now, I want it to become hegdish when Shabbos comes in, so it's a good Erev. Why? Because we use this concept. Right now the status is that it's chulin, chulin you can make an Erev from. But if he says the opposite, this loaf of bread is hegdish, I want it to turn into chulin when Shabbos comes. So once again, the status right now is hegdish. You cannot make an Erev out of hegdish, therefore it's not a hegdish. But you don't go based on what he wants. This individual wants an Erev in both cases. We don't do that. We go with the Chazaka. If you have a wooden vessel that's a full yoyim, in other words, you put the vessel in a mikvah today because it was coming, you must wait until nightfall for it to be completely tarred. And in the vessel, you have wine. You want to take miser, you want to take truma from the wine. Now, what, truma that touches a full yoyim vessel becomes puzzle. But it's not truma yet. It's tevel. And you say, I want it to become truma after nightfall. Well, after nightfall, it's already too late to make an Eruv. So if you say, I want this wine to become an Eruv, it doesn't work because you can't make an Eruv from Tevel. And if you're going to wait until after nightfall when it's already Musa, too late. It says, Rava, from here you see that the beginning of Bein Hashemoshes is what makes the Eruv. And since the beginning of Bein Hashemoshes, it wasn't available, that's why it's not Eruv. But if you go by the end of Bein Hashemoshes, we already had available food. It says, Rapa, but that's not considered available. Since you're not able to eat it because it's all the way at the tail end of Bein Hashemoshes, it's already too late to eat. Physically, you can't eat it. Therefore, it's not a good Erev. Now we learn a whole Mishnah about the concept called Brera. A person could say, although you cannot make more than one Erev Tchumim, a person can make two Erev Tchumim and say that retroactively, I decide which one of those two is my real Erev. In other words, he puts one on the east side of his house, one on the west side, and depending where a Tamad Chacham comes from, that's where he wants to go to. Or depending where the guy tax collector comes from, that's where he wants to run away from. He could decide this retroactive. Rebizchah says that there's, sometimes you go towards the guy and run away from the Tamchacham, sometimes you go towards the Tamchacham and run away from the guy. If it's a tax collector, you're running away. If it's, let's say, a mayor of a city, you want to discuss the potholes and different things in the city, so you go towards him. Sometimes you want to listen to a speech from a Tamchacham, you go towards him. Sometimes it's someone who teaches your children and he's coming maybe for tuition or something, you run away from him. Rabbi Yudha says in the Mishnah that if you have two Tamid Chacham coming, he must go towards the Tamid Chacham that's his Rebbe. But an argue, he says, no, sometimes you prefer a friend over a Rebbe. If both of them are his Rebbeim, says Rabbi Yudha, you go to either one. Taisa says, the Chiddush is, because one of them is a Rabbi Mubak, nevertheless, you can go to the other one, have a wonderful day.